This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground, up and running, and sounding great. Professional podcast production at extremely affordable rates. Do yourself a favor if you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you don't really have a whole lot of time to manage the editing, the posting of the show, and making it sound as good as possible. Uh, go to prettyeasypodcast.com because they'll help you do it at a great rate. And it doesn't matter what your show's about. It could be a sports show, a food show, business. It could be a show about extremely rare birds. Doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and they'll help you get your show off the ground, up and running and sounding great today. Whatever your passion is, Pretty Easy Podcast is ready to help you enjoy it even more. Everybody has a podcast these days, right? Get in on the fun and go to prettyeasypodcast.com today or just email them to get started at prettyeasypodcasts at gmail.com. Pretty Easy Podcast, making podcasting, uh, well, pretty easy. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of March 17th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. This week, you know, sometimes you got to take a week off. Sometimes... You got to slow it down a little bit and just take everything in. This is episode 60 by week and the XFL did not announce a head coach this week. That's the what was taken off, but it's not like we weren't active. We, we didn't have some, some news, some information that was out there, some things we witnessed and things to talk about this week. Lots to get into this week because there always is when you're building a football league especially one built on good crisp football hey football fans it's alan want to tell you what's going on on the patreon real quick this week we do have more nfl draft talk coming to you vince is going to be breaking down positions there and that will be a free article and of course if you give to the patreon you get early access to this is the xfl show you get it commercial free you also get our weekly This is not the XFL show program where we talk about all the football outside of the XFL. But of course, this is the XFL show is all about the XFL. We have all kinds of bonus content coming there, especially a big bonus show for March coming up. Make sure you vote on what the poll topic will be. We've got a few options there for you. We also are going to probably be throwing up some extra bonus shows just because we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the XFL and it's all on our Patreon page. You can give to the Patreon if you visit patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. Vince, you weren't here last week. We talked about headsets on every player in the offense. I've been waiting all week for your return to get your thoughts on last week's topic real quick. Every every player has a communication device in their helmet for the coach to talk to them. It's not just the quarterback. It's something the XFL we talked about is going to experiment with at the spring league at the end of March and April. 
Where do you come out on that? Yeah, I, I listened to the program last week, and I, I could kind of go either way on it. I think it's it's very interesting. You know, I I personally do not like all the uh, stuff with how the 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 coach can talk to the player constantly. Uh, you know, up until whatever it is in the NFL, fifteen seconds or something like that. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. I, I like it for getting in the play to get the play in quickly. I, I like that part of it, but I do not like all the other talk that's going on. It should be about the player having to read and, and react, not the coach uh, constantly barking out orders. If you want to do that, you know, you got to send signals from the sidelines, you know, you got, or you just got to yell or send in a receiver with instructions or something like that. So, you know, I like it for sending the play. If they could send the play in to everybody, you know, I think that's excellent. But, you know, all the talk, uh, you know, for who knows how how long they'll have uh, with this experiment that's going to happen, that I am not a fan of. Uh, So, so Vince, you're you're saying that you're a fan of, you know, the talent solely doing their job. They don't need somebody else in their ear barking instructions or orders what to say, you know, constantly. Yes. (laughs) What about just to get the play in? I think just to get the play in is good. I'm a a fan of that. I think that helps. That means you have to have someone overseeing it, though, to turn off the communication devices as well, though. Yes, and and if it makes that too complicated, then I would just do away with it. Well, I I think I think I'm I, I already came out in favor of it, Vin, Vince. So I'm totally opposed to to you being opposed to this. I love it, Bryant. Last week you showed some interest in it as well. Can I mean I expected Vince to have this stance. How about you? Uh, yeah, you know, Vince, I think the, the the issue is, and if you go back and if you guys go onto our Patreon and listen to this week's This Is Not The XFL Show, you'll realize that Vince is not watching any AAF really this season. And you're missing out on the constant um, delay of game penalties and, and timeouts in the middle of games because these players can't get um, the plays in. And it's 35 well, seconds. The well, XFL is shooting for 25 to 30. You're going to need something like this to actually make that plausible. Well, maybe it was because the AAF was just slapped together real quick <laughs> and the guys didn't have time to practice and really get on the same page. It could it's, be because of that. It's a real philosophical question, too. It's just kind of, you know, what is your what is your mindset? Where do you what do you believe the game of football should be about when it comes to the coach and players communication, how involved the coaches should be allowed to be? Uh, in the game and if you want a fast game then you are all about this technology but if you want players to have to like Vince said read and react which I I, I of course respect and want in the game uh, then that you might be sacrificing speed of the game we want good crisp football well, though Vince. I, so. I want it to be fast I want it I, I'd like to see a, a fast game I like a lot of the things that the XFL is talking about doing but you know, if I, I have feeling that this is, has a possibility to slow the game down because the the uh, the coaches are going to take, you know, be talking too much to the players pre-snap and, and and giving, you know, if you could talk to every single guy, you could say, all right, Johnny, you know, w- watch a headbutt <laughs> on this play. And then, you know, then you go over and, you know, OK, OK, Jimmy, you, you know, he's going to hit you with the swim move here coming here. Make sure you're ready to block that. I don't you know, think I'm, they're going to have that much time to be able to do that. And coach, well, I don't like know. That, what, this is going to be for play relaying and getting everybody, you know, the play call. 
that's mainly what it would be for. We're going to find out in the spring league just in a few weeks, Vince, and you're going to – I have a feeling you'll change yeah, your well, mind when you see uh, it I'm in, willing, in action. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not completely shutting it out. I want to see how it, how it works. I want to see it in action. And that's the best thing about, about the XFL here is that they are really taking their time. Mm-hmm. They're going slowly. You know, they're really making sure that we're getting a good product out there that everybody can watch and enjoy and process the quality the of the play and have a good time. That's what it's all about. And the XFL is doing that. I'm sure whatever they come up with, it's going to be good and well thought out. Vince missed out on that last week, but I knew he'd have something on it this week. So that was a topic on last week's show. We also had some responses on social media. Shout out to all of our patrons as well. You gentle patrons given to the show, helping us churn out even more content there on Patreon. We appreciate you. Uh, 2020 hindsight three on Twitter. Uh, said the headset technology is an idea that is ahead of its time, primed to be stolen like the video official. Imagine it extending to the defensive side as well. So uh, he's or he or she is with me in that I think this is kind of a revolutionary idea that with the technology we have now is going to be easy to implement and I think will take off in all professional football. Uh, Denzel asked us last week, Bryant, what we think about the XFL maybe teaming up with Under Armour as their apparel partner. Would you sport some XFL Under Armour gear? You know, I, Under Armour kind of became a thing my later years in, in high school, and and I always thought it was really cool, like, the you know, that little when there was Under, right? Because that's, that's where the name came from. I've, I've never seen that. Do they sponsor any, like, jersey makers now? I don't Oh, yeah. What? Like what? Are you, where are you living under a rock? Under Armour's a what? big player now, man. They're there with Nike and, and Adidas and Reebok. Yeah, they're there. For, yeah, in terms of, I mean, they're, you know, for football, I mean, there are several universities use Under Armour, uh, you know, apparel, I mean, most notably University of Maryland. Uh, Notre Dame's another big one. Uh, in, in terms of football apparel, I'd say Under Armour is right there at the top. Uh, you know, just as 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 powerful as anybody, maybe even the best. You know, uh, you know they got their own high school all star game. Uh, they're right there. They're kind of like what Nike is in the basketball world, as far okay. as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, it wasn't too worried. It's gonna be interesting to see where the XFL goes with their uh, with their apparel. If they go license, you know, license deal, and, and you know, basically someone gives them a royalty, or if if they're gonna reach out and try to manufacture this stuff themselves with uh, with a partnership of some sort, uh, that, that's gonna tell how serious this, this league is. Yeah, yeah, we, great we local talk- local garment uh, makers in each, <laughs> each market. I'd love to see it. I, th- I believe we talked about this on a, uh, yeah. a previous episode. We talked about Reebok, uh, I believe, and um, uh, maybe we talked about how the AAF has starter. We talked about you know going for like a retro type look. Under Armour is a, a clean, fresh look, you know, a, a modern look. So it depends on what you're looking for. Um, it, it, it remains to be seen what the XFL is. Yeah, I mean, this is very wishful thing. I, I think the uh, perhaps the uh, the more appropriate question would be: Would Under Armour consider teaming with the XFL? O- obviously, the XFL isn't going to turn them down. You know, I I still think Nike is a cut above them. Uh, you know, in the in in the public realm right now for brand recognition. But sure, if Under Armour came to the XFL and said, hey, let us help you out. All you got to do is slap our logo on some of your stuff. You know, uh, no one's going to say no to that deal. 
If you're a betting man, Jake, what, what who are you betting on to be the apparel, the official outfitter of the XFL? Uh, it, it's not going to be Under Armour. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not going to be Nike. It, it's not going to be. It's, I don't think it's going to be Adidas or Reebok. It's it's going to be you know a, a third tier. Who are you saying? Maker. Tap out starter? What, what, no, who's it going to be? Well, well, I don't think starter. I, I don't think starter can do I, both. I could see. I could see it being Reebok. You know, they're in all kinds yeah. of weird stuff. You know, hockey yeah, and, and UFC. Still a, that's you know, still a big brand. It's a big brand, but it's not thought of. You know, today is what. You know the the other three are. It's, it's probably the fourth brand, uh, and, and they're in they're into all that kind of uh, niche sports. So I, I could definitely see them uh, getting involved with it. This this past week, Dick Sporting Goods dropped Reebok from their um, from their stores. That, not a great sign for Reebok, which, there. which is a shame because I love Reebok. Yeah, I do I, I do love Reebok too. So and I think Dick Sporting Goods is actually trying to push their own in house brand. I forget the name of that yeah, one. I know um, somebody very high up in Dick Sporting Goods, and I'm actually gonna get in touch with them right now about this issue. This is really bothering me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it, there's a lot of brands out there, whether or not they actually, uh, you know, find one, you know, that, that we all recognize. I hope it's something that we recognize and it's not something that's just, you know, like you described, Jake, a third tier. It would be great if it was Reebok, Adidas, Nike. Uh, I, I can't really think of anyone other like Starter. Puma? That would be like a third. Puma? I guess Puma. Puma I would be okay with. I'd be okay I with I mean, who, Umbro? It, it, it really... <laughs> <laughs> it, it really doesn't matter yeah, you know whoever is going to be making this jersey it's probably not going to affect the quality of the play on the <laughs> i agree well, <laughs> it's, it's not but well, uh, i mean i'm getting ready to move in move us into the meat of the show jake and you bring up this this you say this, and now i want to just argue the rest of the show if you look good you play good jake this is important <laughs> And with all, you know, about player safety, you know, the, you know, the actual Russell athletic, you know, the, 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 the quality of the, the equipment, equipment, at least is going to be, presentation's got to be there, right? If if you look like a JV league, you're going to, you're going to be act, you're going to be treated like a JV league. You got to look, you got to look crisp. Yeah. Your brand is, is very important. Good, crisp jerseys lead to good, crisp football. Very important for success. Thank you, Denzel, for bringing that up and getting us all hot about it. We appreciate your patronage on the Patreon. We appreciate all of our patrons. Of course, we've got awesome stuff coming there. Free blogs, free content, rankings, uh, betting guides are there. And, of course, the bonus shows that you could give to the Patreon for uh, talking all the football outside the XFL. We've got XFL bonus shows coming up that Brian's going to tell you about a little bit later. But last week's show had us talking about a whole bunch of stuff. And now we got a whole crop of new things to speak about this week on This Is The XFL Show, at XFL Show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course the Patreon page, patreon.com slash this is the XFL Show. What's going on, football fans? This is Bryant, and we just want to let you know, with the XFL returning in 2020, This Is The XFL Show is here to guide you every step of the way. Sign up right now to receive the latest news, exclusive content, discounts on merchandise, and all the football coverage you can handle on This Is The XFL Show's newsletter. Yes, go to our website, thisisthexflshow.com, check it out, sign up, and you can even win a free t-shirt. Check it out right now. Don't miss a thing from This Is The XFL Show. Without further ado, let's get into the meaty portion of today's program with 
the cover two. Going for two. Go for two and believe. Three cheers. Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! That was uh, recorded at Kyler Murray's Pro Day there, Vince. Jim, <laughs> Jim Zorn, XFL Seattle head coach, was there helping Kyler Murray work out. He was running drills with the Heisman Trophy winner. Bob Stoops, of course, was there in Norman supporting Kyler Murray, who had the football world watching him run and throw footballs with Jim Zorn and Bob Stoops there. That was about as much as we got from XFL coaches. Uh, no new ones were announced this week. No announcements. Kind of a, a bye week, a week off. And Brian and I were discussing this through the week. and We decided this would be a show topic. Do we chalk up the lack of an announcement this week to maybe a delay in negotiations with the next crop of coaches? Or... Do you think the XFL consciously took this week off knowing that it would be such a news-heavy week for the NFL? I mean, they dominated the news cycle this week with free agency, Vince. Yep, I, I think you're absolutely right there. Uh, yeah, th- this is the, you know, the, the, the tampering week uh, leading up to it, all the fallout. That, that's what this week is all about and has become. And you know, the XFL knows that. You know, there's there's no need to try to make a splash this week. You're not going to do it. And I'm sure, you know, maybe not even next week. Maybe they're going to take next week off, too. Uh, maybe the following week is when we'll finally hear, hear something. Oh, I don't want to wait a whole nother week. Vince, I'm getting used to this. It was, <laughs> well, it was a tough. Good... I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. That, we were in a good smart. rhythm. It was it, it's smart for the XFL to do what they did. Um, they st- they still you know showed face going around and making sure their presence was felt, but to not announce a coach, I don't think shows anything other than they're smart. That they're, they're the only <laughs> the only thing that the only place that they could have uh, announced the coach that would have made somewhat sense is St. Louis, right? Because there's nothing else going on there. But do you want to just be localized or do you want to be national? I think with every coaching announcement, they have been national. They could have saved Bob Stoops for this week. That would have made some some ruffles, but even that would have not trumped anything that the NFL would have thrown out. So I think it's it's a smart move by the XFL. Jake, where do you think uh, we're going to get – when do you think we're going to get the next head coach announcement? Will it be next week, or do you think they're going to wait until we find out – the world finds out where Blake Bortles goes next? <laughs> uh, I, I think it's going to be next week. You know, as of the time we're recording this this episode, we may even hear something where we may have to, uh, you know, make a quick – quick cut in and I love it. Uh, I love and, doing you know, those make, make a correction. But yeah, I, I think they're, you know, they're just taking a week off. They, they, they don't have to do it every week. Really. They don't have to do it next week. But you know, if you're asking me, I'm going to say they're going to announce another, you know, another and, uh, coach GM next week. And you know, and Vince McMahon, he, he doesn't have to do this. He's doing this for us. He really doesn't have to do this. He doesn't have to do it every <laughs> yeah. single week. He could have just done it all at one time. But you know, he's doing this for us. He's giving us a little bit. Now we're spoiled is what it is, right? Alan, I think you're spoiled. And you want what uh, what you weren't even getting, you know, 11 months prior to that. So now you're, you're a little spoiled, man. I think you need to slow your roll, enjoy what you're getting, and you'll get the rest soon enough. I am. I, I, I mean, I just – I to this week I did get not, – not like a flashback, but I did kind of reminisce about the days on this show where – uh, we we were you know we weren't making things up out of thin air, but we were just more creative with putting together a show instead of just reacting to news. And uh, this week we didn't get the big announcement. I I I didn't feel slighted. I just I I guess I got I got too comfortable. And the thing is, when you're building a football league, you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable, Vince. That's how yeah. it's got to go. 
Yeah, that that ha- Yeah, you need that sometimes. You can't get complacent. Uh, I I think Bryant's right about this. We may not hear something until after WrestleMania. That yeah, that's that, that's a legit possibility. Well, right you now, think because Vince McMahon's so busy himself with he's yes. got his biggest show in WWE yeah. coming up in yeah. three weeks. Yeah. You know, the, he he. This is a man who never sleeps, and now he's extending his days. Uh, right now, I mean, this that's uh, how hardworking this guy is. I I just don't think he has time uh, to get involved with another coach uh, at this point in time. I I really think it's going to be another month now. Uh, until we hear something. Oh no! Well, I hope I certainly hope that's not the well, case. Let's not go overboard. Over yeah, I I need to know. I need I need a reaction from the world with Jeff Fisher getting the Houston job. I cannot wait for the responses. <laughs> I can't wait for the eight and eight jokes. I, I'm hoping it happens. Uh, Kyler Murray pro day though. We did see two current XFL coaches announced XFL coaches there. Uh, Kyler Murray pro day. Any chance you see him in the XFL ever, Vince? Where do you put that, uh, put that at? I, I I'll put it at I'll put it at five percent chance. Oh my goodness, that's super high. I thought you were going to go under one percent. I mean, because you know he's got baseball uh, well, to fall back. Well, on. I know that's the thing I'm trying to weigh against. But you know, if you've never played baseball in three years, I mean, will you still be welcome back in that in that realm? I, I guess Tim Tebow was. So yeah, it's uh, like riding yeah, a bike. Uh, yeah. Uh, Let's hope Jim Zorn uh, r- just really brainwashed Kyler Murray, got him super excited. Bob Stoops was there, and may- maybe he was swayed. We know how we know how Kyler Murray could change his mind. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I, you, you, I don't think we'll ever see Kyler Murray in the XFL. No, there's zero no. percent chance. I mean, but that was great for the XFL to be a part of that. I mean, literally every. News outlet, all the major scouts, everybody was at his pro day. So to have an XFL head coach on the field with him, to have the most uh, famous XFL head coach there in the building as well, very good for the league this week in that regard, well, just by being to, there. To be fair, he he's in that building all the time. Bob uh, Stoops is, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't. I mean, I think whether he was involved at the XFL or not, he still would have been there. Oh, for sure. But Jim Zorn being there running drills with Kyler Murray. Yeah, is a good I, that, that I'm still kind of perplexed by. I, Why? Is it, Three cheers. Is there something that we don't know about a relationship between these two or? I think it was more Stoops getting the in because he's from Oklahoma and he can do whatever the hell he wants there. And it says, hey, we have this really good quarterbacks guy. Can you have him show you a couple things so it looks good on camera? That's all it was. And he's good. Yeah, he's great with quarterbacks. Vince, what's their yeah. – why are you shocked? I, I, I don't – I just – Jim Zorn. <laughs> I, just solved the, I just solved the mystery for you. Come on. It's all right. It, 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 makes it, a, it was the same phase. It was for, for the XFL to make sure that there was still notice this week, and it makes sense. Makes Other sense than that, to there's me. really not much to, 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 to read into this whole thing. Part two of our cover two, and we'll bring, bring it here to you, Jake. Your call football has been underway, and they've had some Monday night games with people interacting on their app and watching some some interesting football where fans influence the play calling. This week, though, the XFL joined in on the fun, getting involved with practice at your call football, uh, and the testing of rules has taken place there. It won't during their games on Monday nights, but during YCF practices, uh, the XFL 
had some rules in place and said, go, you know, play under these new rules, players. And they did. On March 7th through the 9th, it happened. And it's also going to happen uh, on March, well, today, March 15th, as of our live uh, tape uh, taping of this show. And you've got Merrill Hodge and Solomon Wolcotts, the coaches there at your call football, working with the XFL operations staff, Doug Whaley and his team. And they're putting in all these new rules and uh, they're, they're getting into the R&D, as you say, Bryant, the research and development of the rules of this league and moving it along as we get ready for the big spring league tests as well. Jake, your call football is uh, it's happening now. You've got the spring league coming up, going through the middle of April. What's the timetable, realistically, to you for rule solidification? When do they need to announce and know some of the exact rules that this league is going to uh, implement when they kick off in February of 2020? Well, I mean, all the rules, you really – I would give them, you know, up till four weeks before uh, opening day. I, I think you could extend it that long just to give the officials to the, long to the to the public though you want your players to know well, them no, and your coaches yeah, yeah, to know them yeah, before to the, but but to the to the public you definitely got to get you got to get something out there you know you got to get the basics out there are we are we playing two halves are we playing four quarters uh you know what's the play clock going to be is it a constant running clock the, so I, I guess i will say the most important things we need to know uh, probably whatever six months from uh, from February is. So, so sometime this summer, I, I think it would be in the league's best interest to let the paying customers know what the most important rules are. You know, and how are, would you do that? With we, some some neat Twitter videos, maybe like they had come out during the Super Bowl. A couple I, I, of years yeah, ago, I, I, I would do it multiple places. You know, those those stick figure Twitter videos I thought were pretty entertaining. Obviously, you want it on your on your XFL. Dot coms and I, those are really the most important places, uh, you know, that you need this stuff. If they're going to come out with some wacky six point extra points, then let us know as early as possible. <laughs> the, the, the cool wants like a full like which like, i am not out. for at all you want you know when you're in an airplane and they give you this fold out of how to survive a crash to go out the exits yeah Jake wants one of those in every seat at a stadium about the entire rule book of the xfl well, that'd be awesome pictures. <laughs> the program has all the new rules that that really is something <laughs> that, no that the xfl should consider well i i think you know certainly whenever this game starts uh it, it's gonna be like you know uh, for a you know for a boxing match where they they list you know there's going to be you know uh, twelve three minute rounds and and you know no three knockdown rules in effect and they put all that stuff up on the screen this is the kind of stuff they're going to need to do because people that might be tuning in expecting to see something else you got to let them know what what's going on or they're going to yeah. get confused yeah the like television Papa, broadcast Papa is, you know the television broadcast i think is going to have the easiest job because you know they they have the viewers attention and ears at all times i will but tell you, you that oh, go ahead i'm sorry jake i, I was just going to say but yeah at, at the games you you may want to you may want to tell everybody to get their to get to their seats you know 10 or 15 minutes earlier just for the the reading of the rules you know, they really got to figure out a reading of the rules. It's like a cruise ship. You got to get all gathered yeah. together to make sure you understand <laughs> the, the rules. Before. Um, look, I, I tell you what, though. They got to figure out a more creative way than what the AAF is doing. Because if I have to hear them say, yeah. you know, in the AAF, you got to go for two points after a touchdown. 
every single time a touchdown. Well, yeah, but they're score, getting gonna, a new. Well, they're getting a new audience every week. Yeah, but you got to figure out a creative way. That. No, a creative way. You don't have to have the announcers announce it every time. But, a cool little pop up, like you know, the old school VH1 pop up videos would be nice. Something that just shows them, you, you, you know, demonstrates to, it. I'm with you, Brian. You, you got to do something, and especially something before this thing kicks off, because you know what's really been driving this is how the rules uh, are going to be different and this game is going to be reimagined and how that is what is really being sold here and so people need to know that you know not many people know that the XFL is coming back uh let alone that the rules are going to be drastically different so you need to get the word out not just that you know we're having a new league but that this game is going to be different, and this is why, and this is why it's going to be better. That message needs to be spread loud and clear to everybody in this country. And really the the cool part about it is that you have the Spring League and you have your call football happening now, but I think really with the Spring League, the XFL, what they're going to be able to get and do is footage. Uh, you know, I would really think about if, if you're, you're – sending your football ops people there you also of course are going to send production people down there as well and get good footage that maybe explains what these rules are going to be what you're testing out and eventually what you're going to implement because having the visual being able to use that in a league commercial being able to use that in uh you know video packages that play you know during commercials or before kickoff it's going to help a lot it's going to help a lot on social media being giving people a visual aid as to how this league is going to be different. Just saying it, it gets people's interest. Showing people the difference in a creative way, like Jake said, is really important, I think. And the XFL yeah. is doing the right thing by testing everything out, but you also have to have a good plan for revealing it and explaining <laughs> all of it once you're getting ready to kick off in a year. I, I like what you said there, and in fa- and I would actually go – one step, I, I think, you know, getting good footage is, is great, but I would actually go one step further and I would actually script uh, something and shoot it like a movie almost uh, of, you know, scenarios that are going to cover all the different rule changes and script it. So it looks really good. You know, that, that that's, that's what I would do. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Oliver yeah, Luck introducing it, in, introducing it like he's Rod Serling on the Twilight Zone, except, you know, okay. saying here. Or actually, uh, or better yet, Vince McMahon. <laughs> the, the, only, the only thing that would be probably better is if you get into that Fox studio, like the NFL, and have everybody, like how we do it on that little mini football field that they have inside the studio. That'd you be kind of Terry cool. Bradshaw to demonstrate the role of the new rules. <laughs> that, that, cool. that, no, that never looks like real football, Bryant. That just looks like a bunch of old it guys It just looks playing. cool, though. All right, now, I'm going to drop back right now. That just looks like a bunch of old geezers playing tickle butt in a studio. I, I need this to be out on a field. Come on. Okay. Okay. So, in all seriousness, though, can we do? Can we look at the fact that the XFL does not want your call football to to demonstrate these rules on television and actually, you know, broadcast it? I think that makes sense, right? You don't want your rules out there, one to be criticized, two to be shown as possible failures when you haven't even launched into. Uh, launch your first yeah. season yet right well, also with your call football they're they're they are a business and they're trying to drive viewership to their app so you probably don't want to be putting in a bunch of rules you have no idea how they're going to look really or or how they're how they're going to work exactly so yeah you can't do this on a live field where the stakes are 
I mean, it's not like your call football is huge stakes. This is just happening on an app, but they are trying to grow this business. So you understand why this is happening behind closed doors. But the Spring League, though, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because these are going to be happening in in uh, scrimmaged games and, and there's going to be media there. There are going to be people there witnessing the Spring League. And that's why I can't freaking wait for the Spring League. Just a few weeks away in Austin, Texas, the XFL tests on rules and research and development will continue and we'll continue to cover it thoroughly right here on This Is The XFL Show. That's the cover two for this week. Brady exits Long Island Ice Tea, and I got to tell you, we're on the road to WrestleMania and it is getting crazy. Ronda Rousey all of a sudden turned on all of us in the WWE Universe. Ring of Honor just had a bloody mess of a 17th anniversary. We've got Kurt Angle's final match coming up at WrestleMania. The big dog's back. Seth Rollins is going to try to slay the beast at WrestleMania, not to mention Kofi Mania's running wild. And will AJ Styles pay Randy Orton his rent? We're talking about it all. Brain Buster Radio style this week. Download the show on any podcast gimmick. Subscribe. Follow at the Brain Busters on Instagram, Instagram Junior, Facebook, and of course, Twitter Brainiacs. It's the road to WrestleMania. It's Brain Buster Radio, the only way to experience professional wrestling. Now, Jake, the moment of truth. You put it out there, and when you put it out there, you leave yourself open to reactions, people arguing against you, people questioning you, and that's what's going to happen on today's show because you wrote an interesting, interesting blog post on our Patreon page. I I, got to say I loved it. I loved loved that you were so strident and and firm in your stance, but we're going to have to go at you now and kind of put you into the fire if you're prepared oh i mean there's yeah i i'm prepared i i understand there's a lot of arguments on both sides of the ball and yeah i i'm interested to what you guys have to say about it and also what the listeners are going to tell us about it let's get into it then it's this week's hot read blue 58 blue 58 go hey rick flair rick flair Pepper, Clip, Caliber, Motown, Happy, Jolly, Drunk, Buster, Burr, Tiger! Uh, he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese! We Alright, Vince, I think I got a hound too, Rodney, from reading Jake's Patreon blog this week, where he talked about... T1 players, tier one players in the XFL. Remember, the XFL will allow each team to sign one tier one player at the tier one price, which will, of course, be $250,000 or more a year, meaning that this player is going to be the biggest on-field investment for an XFL franchise. So it's an important player on every team, the T1. And this week on Patreon, Jake argued that maybe... This T1 player, if you're an XFL general manager, shouldn't necessarily be a quarterback. Jake, you said that coaches and GMs might have to look at other position players to offer the most bang for the buck. And that version two of the XFL may want to look outside conventional norms and make the T1 players a complement to the quarterback. Or even on the defensive side of the ball. Jake, 
If you want to maybe affirm yourself first, you could go ahead and then we will let you know whether or not we agree with you. Sure. I mean, it's, it's more of a thing piece. You know, you only got one guy that, that can be truly top tier, tier number one. That That's a ton of responsibility. I, another thing, I, I don't believe I mentioned this in the article that I'm just thinking about right now. There's only one teacher's pet. And if this guy does not produce big numbers like the salary that he's getting, that could also hurt, you know, team morale. Uh, other people wondering, you know, well, you know, this this guy, he can't even throw the ball. Why why wasn't I the T1 player? So, yeah, I mean, you still – I don't want to spoil the, the entire article, especially the end of it for the uh, those patrons that have not read it yet. But it, it's something to think about. It actually absolutely is, and it got me thinking. And I would love my T1 if I am a XFL head coach general manager to be the quarterback. I want my best player to be the quarterback. I want my quarterback to have the most responsibility to be the leader for sure. But you did get me thinking there, Jake, because what you want out of your T1 maybe isn't just, okay, my court, he's my quarterback and he needs to be that guy. What you want out of the T1 is the value, the, the production. You want the T1 player to say, I've given you T1 results. And that isn't always going to mean getting a quarterback because one of the worst things that could happen to one of these franchises when they sign their players, I think, is you have a T1 who's a bum and, and not a contributor to your team. Even if you're a good team, if your T1 isn't delivering, you're, you're going to have to make changes and, and it's not going to reflect well on the head coach general manager. So that's what it's such an important signing, the, the tier one player. I agree with you, Jake, that I think most of them will be quarterbacks, but. I, th there's no way all those T1s are going to hit. And if you do all quarterbacks, you're really leaving yourself open to, to failure because it's difficult to play quarterback. Very difficult, even in, in the XFL. Vince, where'd you come out on uh, Jake's think piece there? Uh, I, I, I like I like what, he, what he, he, he's, he's talking here. And, and I'll tell you why, because you know it doesn't matter what level of football you're at. Uh, and maybe not even, you know, whatever sport you're talking, you know, once you, once you get to the professional level or, or even maybe the collegiate level, you know, a lot of the guys are all the same. There, there's not much separating, you know, one player from the next. But those elite players, and there's very few of them, those guys really stand out uh, and, and can make big things happen. Uh, that normal guys just can't do. And, you know, I think, you know, it sounds like we're all in agreement here that, you know, quarterback is the most important position. If, if you could get a stud at, at that position, you do it. But otherwise, I really I really think what, what Jake's saying is you got to use your T1 uh, designation on the best player that you can get, the most elite guy that you can get, the guy that is going to make the difference it maybe that's a running back that could, that can has the durability to to, to carry a team that's got some game breaking speed maybe it's it, it's an elite wide receptor maybe it's a a middle linebacker that can just do it all maybe maybe it's an edge rusher i don't, I don't know what it is but you got to get the best possible player because in the xfl well, most of these guys you know aren't aren't that good that's why they're probably going to be in well, the xfl I, 
I but have, if you could get an elite player that could stand out above them, that's huge. Yeah, I agree with you, but I do have criteria, Vince. I'm going to let Brian give his thoughts on it first, but I will say I'm not necessarily looking at every position for this T1. I am restricting it to a few because I think you have to on a football field. But before I keep talking, Brian, you could react. So I'll, I'll say this, and, and before we get too far into this whole thing again, it's let's say this and i think the statement can be can be said if you had the number one overall pick in this draft you would think that you were going to pick your tier one player am i am i not mistaken in that does everybody agree that the player you're going to take number one overall is probably going to be your tier one well if you rewind to 2001 that was scott milanovich who ended up being a punter for the for the la extreme so you got to be careful because just because you 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 think you have a player that's going to be the golden goose, you can't just automatically make him your tier one player. You you, it has to be time. Like these players have to sign on for a, a substantial amount of time before I think you can even decide who your tier one player should be. Now, if you're bringing on this player in the hopes that he's going to be your 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 tier one, chances are you might miss this, and you're going to be paying somebody a boatload of money that's going to be probably sitting on the bench. So. Is it safer to say that, hey, let me pick a running back because a running back is more of a, a lock than a quarterback is? I think that's how you have to weigh it because if you're spending all this money on a quarterback and it turns out that he's a bust, it's hard to get a bust at a running back or a wide receiver position um, or harder than it is at a quarterback. I mean, do we know how that's how that's going to work whenever whenever this draft happens or, or the contracts drawn up and you know on I think, site that night. I think we're gonna have signings before the 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 rest of the players are drafted. I think these tier one players are gonna be coming here in the end of the spring or the summer and then you're gonna see the the draft portion of the roster building happen after NFL cuts, Jake. I think these quarterbacks and these impact players at T one are gonna be signed beforehand. Do you think there'll be like eight tier one players signed and then at some point the, the teams themselves will get to decide who they get like through a draft? Or uh, do each team get to decide who they sign at this tier one? Like that's the that's the other thing too. We don't yeah. know who's deciding who's a tier one and who's not. It yeah. could be the league. And if the league says here are the eight tier one players and everybody's going to do a draft to see who they get, maybe that's how they do it. Yeah. Do the designations come in first and then you can, and then we, we, you know, divvy up who gets to negotiate first or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't, they haven't exactly said that, you know, how, who, what team is going to get to uh, go after tier one players first. And if they're going to be put in a pool and then picked and and signed first, I believe they're going to be signed first. I think we've heard that, but Getting into who these T1s should be if they should just be quarterbacks if you're you're building a roster in the XFL. I mean, I'm not lo- I'm, I'm not looking at every position, Vince. I, you you brought up, you know, different positions. I'm not looking at I'm not going to spend my T1 on a on a wide receiver. You don't you need, like wide receivers. You need to get just, a quarterback. I don't. You don't I like don't, wide receivers. I don't like them in terms of, you know, can are they the, an important position on the field that in, affect the game? And they need to be an absolute awesome player. No, they don't. Uh, running backs, the same. I think, like you know, the famous thing everyone says, dime a dozen. I'm a believer in that. Players that are T1 worthy at positions that are T1 worthy. Quarterback, tackle, defensive tackle, and offensive tackle. Defensive end is probably the second most important position besides a quarterback. If you could get someone who will really affect a game there... Uh, 
Jake brought up Khalil Mack in his article. That is the kind of player I, I maybe would take ahead of a, a quarterback if I'm not 100% confident in a quarterback. You say that, but that you're speaking, I think, more from the NFL point of view. Because you're right, uh, and, because and the probably, quality of the player, true. the quality of the player at those other positions at this level, how do we determine the impact those players will make on this game? Because in the NFL, we're, we understand it, we've scouted it, we know uh, who can be those kind of players. But at the XFL level, the as Jake said, the smart bet, the better safe than sorry bet would probably on a quarterback, right? They'd be go for the quarterback here because we don't know Really, it's a crapshoot, all the other positions. We, we don't know what the rules w- will entail. I mean, it may be, it may be you know, kind of like the college game where getting the ball to a wide receiver is easy. And, and that may make, you know, the wide receiver position, you know, very desirable. Or, or in the college game where an elite running back that can do it all can really just take over a game. You know, it may be, it may be like that. We don't know. Uh, you know, it really, I think the rules are really going to dictate which positions are the most valuable. And, and, you know, yeah, if you, if you had your choice without knowing anything, sure, you'd say quarterback. But I, I don't know if, you know, the options are going to be there. If you got a bunch of bums at quarterback, you know, then who, who cares? Well, let's see well, those. Na- let's look at the names, Brian, because I know, I know you have a list. I, I have a list here. And when these T1 players get designated and, and they get signed to the league, we're in NFL free agency right now. We're seeing quarterbacks either get signed to deals they probably don't deserve and guys get left high and dry and out of the league. And some of these guys might be those players we're looking at later this year to sign with the XFL. And if you have a list in front of you, I have my own. And some of these names stand out that I really could see playing quarterback in the XFL as tier one players. Yeah, I mean, I have a list that I can – and if I can start, I will start with the one that I've been kind of harping on, harping on this entire time we've been talking about quarterbacks on this show. And, and he recently, and he's the one that signed. And I'm just flabbergasted because this man signed for $2 million with the Arizona Cardinals, did not throw a pass in 2018. That's Brett Hundley. And that scares me because if a quarterback who hasn't thrown a pass in almost two years by the time the season starts again can get $2 million – what does that leave the XFL with? Well, there's only so many quarterback yeah. roster spots available. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're talking about at most three per team. Uh, so you know, some in some cases only two. So there are going to be players available. And we're we're also talking about the NFL. Maybe when their CBA comes around, uh, figuring out ways to keep more players on rosters so they don't go to leagues like the XFL. Brent Hundley's oh, 20 Brent Hundley's 26, Brian. It I get why he is he's still you know, he's still a project in the NFL and he's not being given up on yet, but there are other names on on this list of available free agents at quarterback or even guys who did sign that might be out of the league uh come you know the, come kickoff in the XFL and could join teams late maybe. But you you see guys like Mike Glennon, who had every opportunity and has experience in the NFL and is not signed. He's gotten big money. He's made his money. He's a a good enough backup. How much longer does he have left in the NFL? I think he's a guy who's probably too far 
entrenched into being trusted as an NFL quarterback, he's probably beyond the, the bounds of the XFL. But if you go further and further down the free agency list, you start seeing more recognizable names that are past their prime, even as backups in the X NFL. And those are the names that are interesting, like Robert Griffin, like Mark Sanchez, and maybe even Matt Schaub, who signed a two-year deal. I can't believe he's still in the league. He's 38 years old. Maybe he'll be the old <laughs> Wiley veteran in the league, Jake. I don't know. But there are a ton of quarterbacks this free agency <laughs> period I think I could see in the XFL. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about that. There's a ton of quarterbacks. As you guys were saying, there's, on, there's only so many spots that, you know, roster spots that you want to allot uh, for quarterbacks on your NFL squad. Uh I don't know. I, I still just have a hard time for imagining a recognizable NFL quarterback showing up in the XFL. I, I, I just really do. Well, it depends. What do you what do you consider recognizable? Um, you know, there's you know, there's guys that, you know, maybe played a little bit, you know, that a lot of people forgot about. But you know, maybe but people might still know their names. Yeah, Jake. If like, I say the name, if I say the name Brock Osweiler to you, what are you thinking? Uh, I think that was a guy that had an NFL career for a little bit, and uh, if, if he went to the XFL, I would be surprised. Honestly. He's well. He's probably the richest man on on your list. So, okay, so I don't think he's got much motivation to do anything right now. So I have one here. What about uh, Josh Johnson? Thirty-two years old, made. Nine hundred thousand dollars last year is a well, free he, agent. He was the top pick of the AAF, and and he had he bailed on it and went to Washington. <laughs> well, so so now he's available again. He's not tied to the AAF in any way, shape, or form. But do you entice him? Do you intrigue him? Like he, do you go after him or do you leave him alone? I don't think you. Did? I don't think you can because I think he'll be starting for the Redskins by the yeah, middle of he the very season. Well, may yeah, <laughs> or, or beginning of the season. You know, with all the issues uh, they're having there. We got Brandon Whedon. That's another one that's out there. Oh my, he's a he's a little older. Well, <laughs> but, you know, uh, you're, everybody's getting you know on these older guys here, but you know you could still be a great athlete. Of at course, the age of forty or forty-one. Best name, uh, best Brandon name they could Whedon. get. Yeah, best name they could get. Vince, sorry to cut you off. Is an old quarterback, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who I don't think go, he's going to be available. He won't go away, but he's thirty-six. I mean. He's yeah, you're right. He'll probably be starting for Miami at this point because they. What are he's, they doing? Well, well in, in some NFL team, you know, that's you know not in a rebuilding situation. I think will will pick him as an insurance policy in case their starter goes down. That that he is excellent at that. That that's where he should be designated. You know, if if I had a roster right now and I needed a backup guy. Uh, and I was uh, a contender, He, I would be on the horn with him. You also have to consider, uh, J- this is why I think Jake is also saying he can't picture certain quarterbacks going to the XFL. There are going to be quarterbacks who might not get signed right now, but they're not going to sign with the XFL because you know in, in the course of an NFL season, uh, teams come calling due to injury or whatever circumstances so even if a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't get picked up here during the course of the spring and summer, he is definitely going to be getting a call sometime in the fall when one quarterback goes down. He'll be on top of many teams' lists. Yeah, I mean, even Blake Bortles, you know, free free agent out there. Again, that that defense made him look a lot better 
than he really was. But with injuries for the seasons or just to have another backup, you know, he's probably going to get picked up somewhere. All right, let's run down through the names real quick and let's see, see if their if their possibilities are, are completely yeah. impossible. Uh, the, the list I have here, Brian, if you have any I miss, let me know. Mark Sanchez. Very possible. Yeah, very, very I, I think that's possible. And he'd be T1 worthy to you guys? Uh, I think for market, it, marketability thing, I think so, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like I, if you get him in New York. I, I think so. <laughs> or LA. Or, or LA. Yeah. LA would be where he should go. Okay. 26 year old former Stanford quarterback, Kevin Hogan. Uh, See, I'll tell you this. I, I, I don't recognize the name. So uh, it would well, have I, to be. It would have, I know you do, Vince, because you know everybody in the mom. But, but for me, it would have to be because of his skill, nothing else, because I don't recognize the name. Well, it's about the quality of the play. The skill is what should matter the most. And, and th- this guy, yeah, yeah I mean, he, he's not an NFL player by, by any stretch. Uh, but he he will be in a camp probably as an extra arm. I'd say there's a chance for that. But I, I'd say he's probably going to get cut. And, you know, he could, he could wind up in the XFL. I, I think it's a very good possibility. Appalachian State legend and... <laughs> utility utility quarterback receiver return man Joe Webb 32 years old sure yeah T1 Maybe worthy play- uh, we'll see how the game is played he's got good athletic ability well so that's the thing we have to you have to wave for some of these players right is is the being the lead of, of an XFL team worth you know foregoing any type of camp and and you got to assume that these T1, T, T1 players are not going to be signed and not going to be taken out of mini camps. These are going to be players that they're going to try to sign way before them, I would think. So, I, I mean, how, I, how much right? money do you make by you know, just being in a camp and then getting cut? I don't even know if you do, to be 100%. I'm assuming yeah, you make you something. Got, yeah, you, you make something. Make a lot. Um, but I, 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 I really think that. All the players are. I think they're going to wait until uh, after the training camps to sign them. You know, regardless of, of tier. I really, I really do. And I totally botched that. Armani Edwards was the quarterback at App State. Vince, I. To- Why did I think it was Joe Webb? He's a UAB <laughs> guy. What a dummy. What about what about what about Geno Smith, Jake? I know Ooh. you recognize that name. Yeah, I do recognize the name. Uh... I, I think I'm I'm not sure if he's tier one worthy, but oh. I could I, I could see you know someone from the XFL picking him up. You don't think he has NFL juice left in him, even as a backup or as a? I don't, I don't think, I don't there, think he ever. There's a lot of juice. there's a lot of NFL backup quarterbacks that I don't think have any juice left in them. Um, you know, but teams value experience, even if you stunk. The fact that you've started NFL games. <laughs> I mean, that, is very that's important. very true. Look that's at a lot of yeah, that's, that's actually a really good point, Alan. <laughs> yeah, look at uh, Nate Peterman in Oakland. Oh. How about that? I mean, Nate, Nate Peterman is. I don't know if I want him in the XFL, Vince, to be honest with you. He's. We're, we, we want quality play, and I just don't see it for Nate Peterman <laughs> he, ever. He, he uh, well, <laughs> he's a great practice player. Apparently, he wins over every coach that he, co- he plays he's for. He's got, yeah, he's he's got some value out up there, but I'm not quite sure it's playing. Um, but Geno Smith, this guy's trash, man. I, I don't, 
I don't even know if the XFL is for him. He's probably more of an AAF guy. Oh, wow. Ooh. All right. The, the ultimate T1, I think he'd be the, the top draw for the league. Robert Griffin III, <laughs> very controversial. We've gotten some interesting social media backlash. We've put Robert Griffin on our, our infographic, <laughs> Bryant, and people were laughing at that. But RG3 is a big name, and he's only 29, even with all the injuries. He's an, he's a hell of an athlete, recognizable, totally a yeah. T1 player, and I think a possibility, right? Or do you think an NFL team's going to sign him? Uh, I don't think it. I mean, he he was the third string quarterback on the Ravens, right behind uh, behind Flacco right. and um, Lamar Lamar Jackson. Lamar, thank you, Lamar Jackson. So, is he a viable backup? Uh, I don't even know if he's that anymore. So the XFL might come a call, and they probably already have. And and you know, based on his salary of last year, one point one, you know, taking six hundred thousand seems kind of nice. And to be the face of a league, uh, Robert Griffin can make some some money outside of the the league. Based on that simple fact alone, there's there's we'll we'll, we'll quit running down some of these names because a lot of them are really tough to figure out. But the the fact is that you're offering max what six hundred fifty thousand maybe to draw a guy into the league when he could hold out maybe and make a million dollars, three million dollars to be a backup on some team. It's going to be really difficult, I think, for the XFL to do, don't you, Vince? Because I think getting coaches is a little bit easier than scoring these T1 players, at least the quality kind of players they want to get. Yeah, but, you know, even a guy like RG3, I mean, how many more chances is he going to get in, in the NFL? I mean, It only was, takes one, and he has it, 32 I know, opportunities. It only takes one, but, you know, every year – you know, you got more guys coming in the league. Got more hungry guys coming into the league, and there's and there's a, certainly a lot more curiosity with for the unknown and trying to find the next big star. Uh, RG three, this guy's had you know chance after chance. You know, he's obviously not thought of very well. He couldn't even beat out Lamar Jackson uh, in Baltimore. I th- I think he's XFL bound. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I'd say I'm confident. Very yeah. I mean, will he be in a, a training? Is he the kind of guy that would even be in a training camp? Um, you know, I I don't know. It, it's it's hard. It'll be interesting to revisit this discussion at the beginning of August uh, and, and see who's in what camp and and who uh, is a uh, a good possibility of being cut. But I I, I could see this happening. So you Jake, also got to value playing time too, right? Don't forget yes, that. Do players want to play? If they want to play, how much is that worth compared to the million they could get? You know, sitting on the bench versus the six fifty they'll get in the XFL. Yeah, I mean, to me, making two million for never even throwing a pass and sitting on the bench sounds pretty good compared to six hundred thousand. <laughs> Especially I, I with mean, all the injuries RG 3s had, it, I mean, getting knocked tr- around. Trust me, if I played the game, I, I'd like to be holding a trophy at, at the end of the season, but. Two million dollars. It's going to be hard to say no to. All right, Jake. I mean, is we? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Vince. I was going to say, you know, bat, bat number two quarterbacks in the NFL, they get paid a lot of money. Yes. Uh, so Teddy Bridgewater you know, just got paid. Yeah, you're looking at at you know guys who would be you know the third or fourth guy, third or fourth option, and those are the guys that you're going to be trying to lure. And I think that you know the, the gentlemen we've talked about so far in this program are those uh, types of players. That's where they slot in at. 
Uh, and, and it's, you know, they might end up there. You know, a lot of it's going to depend on, you know, say if you're, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, if you're, if you're, you know, a team that has, you know, maybe two quarterbacks and then, or maybe has three quarterbacks and, you know, maybe one of them is, you know, uh, you know, a, a match up, for example, what if the, what if the Falcons draft a quarterback, you know, in a later round, you know, that may, may say, Hey, you know, you know, Matt Schaub, you're done or something like that. You know, those kind of things can happen. They do. They always do. Especially we, we're not even at the NFL draft yet and camps, lots of, of fluidity coming with these rosters in the NFL, which will affect the XFL. But as we wind down the conversation, Jake, I want to say that all these names we've, we've talked about so far, I guarantee you, some of them will be on XFL teams, and you recognize some of them, so there's that. But I'm also with you. I, I think the, these T1s are going to be quarterbacks because the T1 is probably going to be more of a player that the XFL wants to be as a recognizable player rather than the best player on a team because in the first year of a league, it's almost impossible to to figure to pay the best player on a team to, as the best player on a team without – seeing the league and without you know building these rosters and knowing who fits in where so i think you hit the nail on the head there that it probably shouldn't be but it likely will be quarterbacks and i I think you're going to recognize some of the names so i'll tell you this jake you're going to recognize the quarterbacks in the xfl more than you do the aaf i i hope i hope you're right about that and uh yeah you know I, i it would not surprise me if all eight teams their tier one position players were all quarterbacks well, well let's yeah and this is this is probably an exercise for maybe a bonus show for our patreon subscribers but maybe we should break down each aaf roster and assign you know who would a be tier your one tier player. one player who would be your your three tier two players just to get a feel for the type of talent uh that that may be available at these different teams well it's always easy vince to do that stuff you know um, hindsight being twenty twenty, and I really don't like to do that, but I think that's not a bad idea. Well, it, it still may be a good tool if we find out uh, that well, uh, only half of them are quarterbacks. Well, uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll say this right now: Christian Hackenberg would not be my tier <laughs> one player. <laughs> uh, I'll make that very clear. <laughs> well, figuring out, I will, figuring out Orlando's uh, is going to be really tough. That sounds like a fun sorry. show. We could pick all eight from Orlando and just distribute them differently in the XFL. <laughs> I will say this, and, and, and if you're dead set on this discussion, <laughs> if you're dead set on this discussion being, yes, it's a quarterback, really just go to our Patreon. It's a free article. Jake posted it up. It, he, he does bring up some good arguments as to why it shouldn't be, uh, and, and it might get you thinking. So so really head over there and, and check it out. Good job, yeah. Jake. Yeah, it shouldn't be, but it will be. It probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> and that does it for this week's hot read. And that was that was very that was a hot hot debate discussion and a good exercise. I feel I feel prepared for the unknown. I'm I'm comfortable being uncomfortable right now, Vince, because free agency's been buck nutty, and then the draft's going to come along and throw everything out of whack again and have us with even more questions because it is going to affect the XFL. It's the most exciting NFL offseason ever because the XFL exists, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it I think it plays into it. The stakes are even higher, you know. <laughs> you know, if you don't get signed, who knows where you're going to go. 
It's, it's, it's spring football. It's endless possibilities now this time of year and uh, beyond because, uh, man, football is just dominating. Look at the news cycle. So the XFL takes the week off from breaking news to allow the NFL to get it out of their system. But uh, I think next week we should have, hopefully we'll have a coach to talk about. If not, we have plenty more to talk about. The York Hall football experiments are underway. We're just weeks away from the spring league. Give us your thoughts on anything we talked about today at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And, of course, you could call in to the voicemail and leave one anytime. We'll play it on the show if you want. 724-565-4XFL. Once again, that number is 724-565-4XFL. You guys got anything left in your system before we get out of here? Yes, I do. Uh, I, I just talked to my executive contacted dicks and he told me that they are still selling reebok merchandise however their private label clothes are no longer being produced what's private what does private label mean private label clothes are dicks will manufacture a shirt and then put a reebok label on it those are private label clothes oh, okay. oh so the licensees i guess so they're, yeah. they're pulling all their licensees with reebok yeah but they're they still but they're still reebok. selling reebok merchandise so was this a, was this like how high up was this because this guy like the pm shift supervisor uh, I, I can't give away that kind of information <laughs> yeah, i know that he's very high up in a big damn deal it doesn't it doesn't affect me i shop at sports chalet anyway so whatever uh, Jake, you got, have a problem there. <laughs> you got anything left, Jake? I, I wish I had something more to talk about of, uh, on apparel on this show, but unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. All right. <laughs> well, that does it for another edition of This Is the XFL Show. Please, please react, respond, and give us your thoughts. We love reacting to your reactions or your questions. Come up with new topics for us if you want. Uh, at XFL Show on all social media, we're having fun interacting with you and riding with you on this road to 2024. Bryant, Jake, and Vince, I'm Alan. We'll see you next time. This is the XFL Show. Tell them, Vince. Remember, they're listening.